think we were not in one. We weren't. Okay, it doesn't matter. Welcome to May We Speak to Pizza. Yes. Finally, Hello. we've made it back. Now, now that we have all figured out what we're doing with our recording setups, how we're going to make this work. Um, we've Many all, different. We've paid our taxes. We have. Yes. Yes, we have before the deadline. I know, amazing. Actually, I, no, I always do. <laughs> I did it like, we did it like a month ago. <sighs> we normally... I mean, by we, I mean Chris. Chris did it. We normally do it so early, and then I don't know what it was this year. We were just like, do you want to pay taxes? No. Do you want to <laughs> do our taxes? No. And so literally last night at 10 o'clock at night, Mike and I were on TurboTax like, <gasps> we have to get this done. <laughs> and then there was all of the the news about like the IRS's web portal being like, down. shutting yeah, they, down. They extended the deadline. Oh, that's cool. <sighs> Shouldn't have wasted my damn time. <laughs> Could have gone to bed earlier. <laughs> so welcome to, may I speak? No, I always say the wrong thing. Welcome to, may we speak to pizza? Because it's not just me, contrary to what I believe in my heart, <laughs> that I'm the center of the universe. Welcome to, may we speak to pizza, where we discuss romantic comedies, teen dramas and other media made explicitly for women and talk about what how that makes us feel about being a woman. My name is Natalie Levy Costa. You can follow me at N R L S E E on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Jen Schaefer. You can follow me at yo it's Jen on instant Twitter. And I'm Alba Towers, and you can follow me at Alba Towers on Instagram and Twitter. And my Instagram is public as of two minutes oh, ago. So what? Progress. <laughs> Getting Go there, Alba. you guys. I realized my last post was from December, so not oh, really well, you, as online. Listen, you're just staying real. You're staying true to who yeah. you are. I'm, I'm as off the grid as you could get in 2018, which is not off the grid at all. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have a Facebook, so you know. Did yeah, you get I, hacked? I mean, it's Maybe still, not. I I don't know. I I was wondering. Like <laughs> I'm still, I my information is still out there. I but think not true. having a Facebook actually makes you cooler than Jen and I because we do have Facebooks, and I think right now the kids are saying that having a Facebook is for old people only. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I'm yeah. only on Facebook for like family pictures a family that doesn't live in this country but let's be real i don't i don't check facebook yeah <laughs> i also i use facebook to check in uh at this juice bar i go to after my spin <laughs> classes on saturday because i get points and then i get money off so and i only post it to myself but they don't know that so there you go winning the facebook. system i like it there you go i i'm only on facebook to keep in touch with my mom because as she reminds me like every week of my life i don't call her and she might die one day and i won't yeah. know yeah but i will know because of facebook yes yeah, definitely You'll get a notification for sure <laughs> so this week we're talking about the early 2000s jennifer lopez classic made in manhattan and I will read the synopsis right now if I can find it. <clears throat> 
The story of Marissa Ventura, a single mother born and bred in the boroughs of New York City who works as a maid in a first-class Manhattan hotel. By a twist of fate and mistaken identity, Marissa meets Christopher Marshall, heir to a political dynasty who believes that she is a guest at the hotel. Fate steps in and throws the pair together for a magical night of romance. When Marissa's true identity is revealed, the two find that they are worlds apart. I don't appreciate that description at all. <laughs> I miss yeah. it so much. It does. Of what the movie really is. I, I don't like that they call their time together a night of romance um, because this movie features one of the single most upsetting sex scenes I've ever watched. And there's not even any sex in it. No. <laughs> yes. Yes. I just found that scene so upsetting. It's really weird. I don't like... She looks really strange with her hair down. So she's like sitting on the bed and her hair is down and you're like, what is going on? Well, firstly, it's too much hair. Yeah. Right? Whatever wig they have her in, it's too much. It's like it's like a weird opera wig that they were like, this looks Hispanic enough. Make it bigger. (laughs) Tease it. Make it large hair. Um, Yeah, I I don't know how I felt about it because it was just such an awkward moment. And also, she was having sex with Voldemort, you guys. Okay, thank you. Thank you for bringing that up because the entire time of this podcast, I'm just going to refer to him as Voldemort because that is who he is. Yeah, also his name is pronounced Rafe. It is. Um, yes, it's not Ralph. Um, Damn. Fact I mean, he's Voldemort. Voldemort in my heart. So yeah, he's always going to be Voldemort to me. Um, I just, I he has a nose on his face in this movie, but like I don't see it. And hair, <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it, yeah. it doesn't matter how much he's nice to her kid. All I can think every time that he is talking to her is, "Come closer, Harry." <laughs> <laughs> Like that weird whisper voice. Yeah. <laughs> I will kill you <laughs> and everyone you love. Which is no your heart. Which okay, is really sorry. unfortunate because he yeah. is a, a traditionally good looking man doing not a great American accent in this yeah. film. It, it slips. I think there's like a scene where he's in the car and he's just like, fuck there. And I'm like, that, you're not American, no. sir. No, he really and truly is not. So maybe, okay, so let's start with, I, I, haven't, I haven't said enough about Jennifer Lopez's hair and how she was styled in this movie. <laughs> oh, you know what, guys? We forgot to talk about. Uh, I started a new job this week. Um, a lot of people think that it's like in my chosen field, like a design strategy UX job, but it's not. I was offered the job of my dreams, a manager at a hotel <laughs> cleaning department. <laughs> Big yes. Natalie. What was happening in this movie just the narrative that they give her like the fact that a she's a maid um you know and she's latina like stereotypes um and then like her large goal in life is to be a manager like i don't i just feel like it's kind of 
cringeworthy a little bit. It's so cringeworthy. Her biggest dream, her biggest aspiration is to be the manager of a housekeeping department at a at one hotel. Not own the hotel. Not <laughs> not even be the manager of the hotel. Just to be the manager of the housekeeping department. And then her mom, who is, I don't know, an insane oh my person. God, the is worst. Like, <laughs> the worst mom. You're never gonna be a manager. <laughs> who do you think you are? That is the biggest problem I have with this movie is the three of us are children of immigrants. And there is no way that our immigrant parents would ever be like, you can't do this. Like, like, if you're going to go with stereotype, you go with a like parent who is like nothing that you do for them is ever good enough. Yeah. Because you live in America now and you can be anything you want to be. Yeah. Like, this woman sucks, and I hate her. <laughs> they gave up everything for you. My parents, every day of my life, they do not fail to tell me, we gave up everything so that you and your brothers and your sisters could be here getting fat in America. <laughs> so you better do something with your life. And it yeah, better like, not be being made in a hotel. Because my yeah. mom was like, I had to clean houses. You're going to fucking it, college. Exactly. exactly. And like anytime you get like a promotion or something that you celebrate, it's like, okay, what's next? Like right. this is not the end of your journey. You need to keep going. Which is also not to say that there is anything wrong with being a housekeeper and working hard. It's just that the way that they paint every every single like menial job – in this movie is like you might as well be a piece of trash in the trash can <laughs> that you have to clean out yourself and then also just how they treat her as the maid like oh the way that God. she like it's natasha richardson right that's um yeah woman that she gets confused with caroline oh um, and amy sedaris yeah okay so two two of my favorite actors are in this movie stanley tushi <laughs> yes and Amy Sedaris. The entire cast of this movie was yeah. off the charts because then also don't forget like Rafe Fines, Bob Hoskins. Yes. <laughs> I I and, did uh, I did not appreciate and there's so much pedigree behind this movie. Like Alan Silvestri who did he was the composer for Back to the Future and a bunch of 80s, like, huge movies did the music for this movie. And evidently, uh, who knew, John Hughes did the story for this movie. Yeah, he wanted it set in Chicago. Yep. Oh, interesting. And, yeah. Yeah, like, I think he had a – like, he came out with the idea, which – According to IMDb, is loosely based on a true story because one of the Rockefellers like married a maid. Um, but I did not fact check this. And uh, John Hughes kind of like came out like came up with a story and was involved, but he wanted to set in Chicago, and I think like the final product wasn't what he wanted, so he didn't really want his name attached to it. Yeah, and then he put a Latin name on there. Did you guys notice that? It was like Eduardo something. No. Yeah. Like the, it's oh. um isn't it Edmund Dante? Um, oh the Count of Most Oh. Or, 
Yeah. It's like the Count of Monte Cristo. It's his um, pseudo pseudonym. JK, yeah. guys, I oh. I just was wrong about that one. <laughs> I think something wrong. it had something to do with the fact that they like changed the story. Like Alba said, um, he wanted it to be in Chicago. I think it had originally been like a British, um, like someone wealthy who was British who that who she fell in love with, and and then I guess they changed it around. Um, originally, when the movie was announced, I think it was Hillary Swank who was set to star as the lead. Shut up. Probably is like yeah. yeah. Um, Completely then, different movie. And it was yeah. supposed to have like a Cinderella-like vibe, which, I mean... Was like, it supposed to not be offensive to everyone who was in it? It was originally called The Chambermaid and then Uptown Girl. <laughs> was it like a period piece? Which then I ended don't know. up being... <laughs> I just think of a chamber pot when you say chambermaid. I don't know why they both well, start with the word chamber. chamber but pot. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> Doesn't sound like a glamorous job. A chambermaid. Yeah. So Jennifer Lopez is a maid in New York. Um, also, like, the even even with the terrible job that they do of making her seem maid-like. Like homely? Yeah, the, the hottest maid that probably ever lived in the whole world. Yeah. Um, Which is my problem with, like, everyone who, like, sees her, like, both uh, the real Caroline and Christopher Marshall, when they, they both see her and then see her at different times when she's not herself, when she's pretending to be Caroline, and they're like, oh, you're just a completely different person. It's like, no, (laughs) it's Jennifer Lopez every time you look at her. Also, Jennifer Lopez has a picture of her aging somewhere because she looks exactly the same. Oh my god, 100%. She's the shit. J-Lo is goals for life. I think she's probably like the first American but like Latina character or famous person that I like really liked that I was a fan of that wasn't on a telenovela like I don't think that there's like a lot of yeah Hispanic women that like came up around like the time that we were growing up that were like cool and also American and spoke English instead of Spanish because like in my house we watched a lot of TV with like a lot of Latin women but like I never really identified with that because like that's not the kind of Latin person that I am I speak Spanish but uh, I don't go I don't know I just it didn't you're really you're not um, La Usupadora on a novela Ex- oh my God. like stealing <laughs> someone's life and slapping exactly. people <laughs> and having like maniacal laughs I mean I watched that and it was fun but um but I feel like as far as like pop culture that I was actually interested in, um, J-Lo was like a big fucking deal to me for like a long time. I'm, I mean, I'm still a fan. So I mean, she ruled the early 2000s. I also like, feel like she ch- completely changed like societally. I think she was integral in changing like what is attractive. Like, do you remember there being this whole meme in the early 2000s about how big J-Lo's butt was yeah, yeah. And I think like, like I think she made it possible for the Kardashians to be who they are now because like that body type did not exist like I mean obviously it existed like everywhere in the world but not mm-hmm. in the media right and like the way that she like dressed and like just everything about JLo I think it's like related to Kim Kardashian being like who she is now yeah like, as far as like the perception of her body and like how she made that popular, which is insane because it's that literally dress, you guys. Do you remember the Grammy dress that she wore, the Versace like just scarf I mean, that was yes. beautifully draped around her gorgeous body? That was amazing. 
I don't understand. I still don't understand how, like, there are women in the world who, like, just look like that. Like, I just wake up in the morning and this is what I look like. And, like, my nipples point skyward and I have Wait, abs, wait. And I'm like, what? It's like a tiny waist. <laughs> One of my favorite things that I've ever heard about JLo is that on the set of one of her music videos, she had a personal nipple tweaker. No. Yes. yes. It was for the video. Is it the oh video with God. Ben Affleck in it? I think so. It's like <gasps> Jenny from the block. I'm pretty oh sure that's God. what yes. it is. I yes, know I remember. Also, I re- that was, that was it, on like making the video. Guys, that song like still haunts me. I still get called Jenny from the block <laughs> Jenny all the fucking time. <laughs> oh my God. That's why you... I love That's why and you love JLo. I mean, yeah, because I'm a Jennifer also. So it's like, oh, JLo, I could be you one day. But no, like I can't. I can never aspire to be that perfect, but but I do love her. But don't like but yeah, I, I don't like being called Jenny because of that song, guys. There it is. The truth is out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think we also have to acknowledge that Ben Affleck rears his head again. Oh my god, podcast. yes he does. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's back. I feel like every every episode, can we have a moment where we try to like do like five degrees of separation yes. to Ben Affleck? Yes. Yep. It's a thing now. Hope you guys are as excited as I am because that's <laughs> really fun. <laughs> I Yeah, I just had such a problem. I had such a problem with the way that Latin women were depicted. And any woman of color, actually, any person of color was depicted in this movie. There was like this trope of like we're we're in servant positions, but like we're happy to do it, and like we're happy to be downtrodden here. Like there was so I, there was just so much that I I just kept thinking, is this is this the way that non blondes were viewed in two thousand two? Yeah, probably. Maybe like I don't I don't know. All the white people are assholes. Every single one of them in this yeah, movie is all, very like, unkind also, to everyone. The only exception being like the fellow butler that was like so nice to J Lo, who had her back the whole time. He was the best. Um, he was very nice, but everybody else just kind of sucked. You know what? Yeah. I would I would actually argue that everyone on like hotel management was kind of rad too because like the woman so the woman who was like their kind of fake manager mm-hmm. the like yeah. red, the, the redhead from American Horror Story season one yes I know her for something else but I had to um, figure it out she she I thought was going to be set up to be like the bitchy overlord but she yeah. actually she was like very kind she was wonderful to Jennifer Lopez when she like put in her app well when she didn't put in her application to apply for manager and then the actual manager of the hotel the white man gives her the job he's like you're totally qualified we believe in you and it's not until she fucking steals from a guest which another huge issue so many problems that they're like girl you, you can't do that we have to fire you and then somehow we as the audience are supposed to be like oh no don't fire her she only mm-hmm. like broke the rules of her job yeah yeah I also hate that like her friend is encouraging her like it's awesome seeing that her friend is encouraging her to 
to apply for this job, but also why isn't she applying for her job? Like, obviously, Jennifer Lopez is the main character of this movie. Everything revolves around her. But I feel that the other women, like her friends in the hotel, were just like, you're the one who's going to succeed. And we're all going to watch you do it. Well, Alba, it was her dream to be a manager, which, as we all know, every young Latina girl in America dreams to one day grow up and be a manager, a real manager. <laughs> also, her friend was a, a complete fucking caricature. Like, I, I feel like the director of this movie was just like, New Yorker made, be a bagel. <laughs> just yes. be the the most New York thing that you can be and don't have any depth just be that everyone was because like even the real Caroline and Amy Sedaris like Amy Sedaris is my favorite and I love her and mm-hmm. she is just the worst caricature <sighs> of a white woman in this yeah. movie yeah and so is Natasha Richardson's character Oh, and she's I mean, she really obviously bad. serves as like the foil, and you know. Did you guys but, notice that she was having JLo, a maid at a hotel, unpack her bags for her? Yeah. What the fuck was that? Yeah, it was weird. I don't. Can you do that? I don't, if you pay a lot of yeah, money I don't, at a hotel. I, I, I've, I've, I've never, never been stayed that fancy. at a really fancy hotel, so <laughs> I don't know if this is a thing that people do. But it seemed really weird. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's a thing you can get done at this fancy hotel that J-Lo is in charge of or trying to be in charge of. (laughs) Yeah, and it serves, it adds to like the tropes, like when she goes to buy her pantyhose and she tells off, like she has a very pretty woman moment. Well, she's like a very J-Lo, I'm from the Bronx, I'm going to put up with your shit moment. (laughs) Which like, okay, fine, like... I mean, you, I'm, I'm here it's for that. It's fine. I'm it's here for that, It's a romantic comedy. No, and I'm also here for the fact that, like, she's not just, like, a pushover. She's, like, here to do her job, and she's going to get it done. Like, yeah. bitch, do your job. I'm here doing mine. Like, what are you waiting for? Because, like, you know, that, that woman was horrible. She was on the phone and didn't think that anybody coming up to her counter was worthy of getting attention because she was a maid. Like, that was really upsetting to me. It's like, it doesn't matter, like, what you look like when you approach a place of sale of any kind. And yeah, it's like a pretty woman moment where she's just like, I'm here to buy something. Like, let's make this happen and I will leave you alone. (laughs) Big mistake. Okay. My (laughs) boss is very important. This woman was also like this shop girl also screamed the word away at her like 14 times in a row. Like, she just kept being like, away, away, away. I was like, no, this is an insane person. No, like, I don't care how racist you are. No person who is even pretending to be normal screams at a customer like that. Well, also, like, a real, like, Bronx New Yorker is not going to not call the manager at that point or slap you. Because yeah. what the fuck? You are 100%. being rude as hell. Like, that is some bullshit. I don't know a lot of people who have patience enough to, like, be spoken to and shoot away like that and not, like, be fucking outraged. Like, that's really rude. No respect for J-Lo in this movie because she was a maid. I'm not here for that. That's some bullshit. That was, <laughs> you know what? That was some fuck shit. That was some fuck shit. <laughs> it really was. But that was J-Lo very stood her ground. Fuck shit. Shit. That's the thing, though, that, like, okay – 
you know, she's a spicy Latina. She's going to stand her her ground. She's not going to let people walk all over her when she feels like she's being disrespected. So, like, okay, thank you. That's that's good. Because if she had not said anything, I probably would have been more upset. So that was, like, <clears throat> kind of, like, positive stereotyping. Something that I didn't yeah. appreciate that I would call very negative stereotyping is she's a single mom and the kid's father does not give a fuck. Oh, that's really messed up. Yeah, and and the kid is also just incredibly smart and weird. Um, but like, like his thing with Richard Nixon was like did weird to me. Approve. I was very. He's, I mean, like, listen, he's a child, so maybe it's cool that he like wants to listen to things about history. But like, I don't know. It's a little weird. I it would is. be a little concerned yeah. if my child was like, "Hey, mom, I'm really into the '70s," and mm-hmm. that includes being obsessed with Richard Nixon. Yeah. Like, I love that he was into Simon and Garfunkel. I thought that gave the yes. entire opening of the movie a very Wes I mean, Anderson-y vibe. It did. Yeah, they did. They do use me and Julio down by the schoolyard. And it's just like, when the song came on, I'm like, yes, I'm here for this movie. I forgot that. Yeah. Because I, I, there's, I'm 80% sure that there's a DVD of this movie somewhere at my mom's house. For sure. We went through, I mean, this was... 2002 and 2001, we got the wedding planner. This was peak J-Lo. Yeah. yeah it was. J-Lo was popping off. I just, I couldn't tell prime. what was going on with Nixon. Because they also kept trying, so number one, I couldn't tell if this was a report that this child was supposed to be giving. That seemed very unclear to me. Like, <laughs> or if he just chose, like, I'm just going to talk about Richard Nixon. And then number two, they kept trying to position Nixon as like, misunderstood yeah like a lovable (laughs) figure in this movie like someone who the child should be emulating or or like at the end when he's like everyone deserves second chances even richard nixon or whatever the hell he was talking about oh yeah no no no, you i don't i don't think you have finished reading whatever book (laughs) you were reading on the subject yeah I, i couldn't tell if his obsession was like i know this is a deeply flawed man and if I find him interesting, which I could be okay, fine. Or like he's the deeply flawed man who like was misunderstood. In which case it's like, you are a child. Yeah, he's 10. Like, no, <laughs> I don't think either of those is possible. I think it's like, hey, I have a report to do. And this guy did something in history and he had to step down. And it's like, I feel like he probably just doesn't fully understand the gravity of what he did. Yeah. It was also weird, like rewatching this movie in 2018 in the current climate. Um, and being like, what oh that my kid God. looks like today. Do you guys know what he looks like? Because if you don't, yes. I, I'd like yes, you to I do. look it up Wait, I don't. right now. What, what, what's his name? Um, his name is Tyler. Tyler Posey. Some, Tyler Posey. He is really Tyler hot now. Posey. Like, yeah, very. He's like, he was in a, an MTV show. The Teen Wolf show. Yes. I never yeah. watched this show, but I just know that there's a <gasps> oh lot of... Oh, my God! Of, <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> he's really hot. <laughs> I think there was some sort of, like, BuzzFeed article, like, a few years ago when it was like, the kid from Maine Manhattan got hot. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I clicked on it, and I was like, oh, my God, he did. I don't and then I was, like then, like, this watching this movie. That and I'm like, I feel like, I, like it's not that I'm sexualizing a child, but that's how it feels. Like the like what's yeah. happening. Well, I guess you know what. I guess we're all children of someone. Yeah, I mean, you know, we are. Our headspace, headspace, and is in two thousand and two, but he is of age as of right now 2018 well he must be of age right yes like, how how old was he, this person when when were they born 
We're like early 90s. Oh my god, 1991. <sighs> <sighs> Guys, I'm going to be 30 in like two weeks. I'm not excited about that. <laughs> Just wanted to announce that to the world. Yeah, hey, feels... you're, you're the first one. Yeah, we in come a few soon months, after. It'll be me. Then me. And yep. we're, we're all on that 30 train. We're going to get there together. I went to Soul Cycle last week and I hurt my elbow and it's hurt for like a week and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm dying. Oh no. How do you, how do you hurt your. Is that Soul Cycle? They like, make you do like these like arm choreographies. Oh yeah. Like where Why? you like. You're like. I, I, I Isn't honestly. Isn't it enough that it you're helps. pretending that you're bike riding? <laughs> <laughs> Most like. Every time I talk to Jenna about her workouts, I'm equal parts in awe and just confused as to like, like I, I'm. It's very impressive. I do a lot, but of workouts. it's also like I, I can't. Like I, I, I can't. Natty, I know exactly what you're talking the, about. The one that you went with Nick with the like the, like basically like a step machine, the stairmaster. Oh no, that's really hard. <laughs> yeah, it all sounds terrible. It it is terrible, Alba. They play really loud music, so I try to like focus on that and forget about the fact that like I'm in pain. Yeah. So okay, this weird thing happens to me, and I promise you, listeners, we're gonna get back to Made in Manhattan <laughs> in one second. I just I have to talk about this with someone. <laughs> I I would say fifty percent of the time that I go to Soul Cycle, and I go like once a week, I cry in my classes. Like, you are yeah, emotionally like, crying? I get very emotional. <laughs> I go to this one, like, coach who is, like, all about, like, you're here for you. This is your time. Which, like, whatever. But she also plays, like, her playlist. She played <laughs> Florence and the Machine the other day. And oh, I no. was, like, midway through my workout, just like, <laughs> the dog days are over. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel better after i do i feel so much better i mean that sounds amazing it's like a therapy session and you're working out at the same time then it's well worth the money like yeah. getting all that out one in like the one hour that you're there like you're capitalizing on your time and money good job yeah but it's not always the music because then the same instructor once played a barack obama speech over oh, techno no. music oh, no what? that is only in M- dc manipulative <laughs> Like Y'all. no, fuck that person. I would cry. I would just be like, no. It was too soon. It was like the audacity of hope speech. No, oh and god. No. It was like over like this like swelling like beat, and I was like, I miss you, Barry. Yeah, no, that's too soon. I cannot. No, that's just no. I don't know what I would do. I feel like that's like overwhelming you with so many emotions because like your body's like in high gear, and then like you're super emotional because you're listening to Barry and you're contemplating all of these things and how much you miss him. I don't know. I feel like that's just like an that, overload, and of that's course too you would much. cry. That's this just seems needs to be normal. Stopped. If you're going to be listening to Barry during your workout. <laughs> so, okay, enough about Soul Cycle. You know who wasn't going to Soul Cycle? Rafe finds in this movie because he was too busy following young boys onto elevators and spending a lot of alone time with them. Um, yeah. yeah, also, like, okay. Stanley Tucci's character. Oh, oh my the gosh. Tooch. The Tooch. The Tooch. Oh my God. I, I need to him. add this movie to, like, so I tend to do, like, Meryl and Stanley Tucci marathons, oh, which nice. mostly just like watch Julie and Julia and then the Devil Wars Prada. 
just over and over and just over, yeah, over and over that's it's just a marathon of an endless movies. loop <laughs> yeah i mean what else do you need oh easy a there's uh, no meryl oh, but man <sighs> we need to we need to do that movie but anyway um yeah, his character's an asshole which i, I kind of appreciate it shows his range <laughs> But, but also like because, like, he's dealing with the worst fucking person who, like, doesn't want to do any work. Only, yep. like, and I get it. You want to hang out with your awesome dog. 12 out of 10 would pet. <laughs> but, like, do your job. Well, also, okay, like, hang out with your dog. I get it. Trying to bone J-Lo. I get it. Hanging out with a ram, like a random Latino boy in a hotel. If I were Stanley Tucci, I'd be like, uh-oh. Oh, no. Not a good look. This no. is my job. I got to keep this guy away from young boys. Because yeah. that is that is not okay. Don't, don't, don't get on an elevator with this strange young man. Don't ask him if he wants to go for a walk with you. Because the kid is like, oh, I got to go ask my mom. This dude, Ray Fines, Voldemort, is like... Let's go for a walk, my man, my young man. <laughs> you know some stuff about Nixon, and you're a Republican? Yeah. Let, let's talk about Nixon. Yeah. At no point does he say, I'm not going to molest you, so I have to assume that something terrible was going to happen. <laughs> At least the kid was smart enough to go back to his mom. Oh, my God. He was God. A very I was obedient. so proud of him. Me too. But he like, is really smart. He's, he's definitely that romantic comedy trope of very smart kid who is the one that has his shit together in the movie yeah and has to tell the grown-ups like hey this is what's going on does my mom deserve a second chance like nixon mm. yes and no <laughs> yes, yes and no. your mom deserves a second chance nixon does not yeah exactly and he did it and let's just leave it at that so at this point in the movie that, that we're talking about where the kid is like just meeting ray fines this is like 30 minutes into the movie and I literally looked at the like little bar and I was like oh no oh no <laughs> we've only been doing this for 30 minutes because this movie is like an hour and 40 minutes long another long it's, one it's a long one yeah it does not need to be it really doesn't. There's so many things going on that I was like, there's an entire like workout scene with uh, Amy Sedaris and the other Caroline. There's just – there's too much going on that I was like, I, I didn't need this. Yeah. We do get our first makeover scene in oh. the history of this podcast, oh which gosh. is, I think, an important uh, milestone. Yeah. Because you get, what is the, I meant to take down the name of the song because it was like, this is a song that you play over a makeover. <laughs> but I cannot remember. Was it remember. the first makeover where she stole the coat or was it the second makeover? The second. Where, oh, this where. This her Cinderella moment. Where a woman who works at, I don't know, some auction house gives her Harry Winston diamonds and I spent the next 20 minutes of the movie like clenched in pure anxiety because I was like, <laughs> something's going to happen to those diamonds. I thought Natasha Richardson was going to steal them off her neck. Yeah, I She's like, too. is that a wreath? And I thought she was going to be like, bitch, that's mine and like just take it from her or something. Um, I don't, I don't understand like she looks the same. She's still J-Lo. Yeah, like, She's there's bored. no, oh my god, have I seen you before? Uh, yes, I was the one who unpacked her suitcase two days ago, bitch. Yeah. 
Like, literally, this is a situation where you looked at this person in the face. They have face-to-face conversations that span multiple minutes. And then you see her at a party. And granted, she has a crazy updo. Yeah, she does. I'm not a big fan of that. But I mean, she has really so much not. hair. You gotta get that. <laughs> oh, yeah, she did have a lot of hair, though. Um, but how how do you not recognize this person? Because she's not Maria. She's Marissa. <laughs> oh my that's God, literally the what they did she was like they called her maria and like it was so fucking rude i i just like i remember they were like in the room like thinking about like oh because they got the letter from this guy inviting her to lunch and j-lo's in there and she's like oh shit like he's inviting this woman to lunch because he thinks that she's me and they're like, oh, my God, what do I wear? Oh, Maria, can you, like, do this? And it's like, I heard her tell you her name is Marissa. Like, why would you call her Maria? She's wearing a fucking name tag. Yep. You can read. Oh, no. The worst. And I guess, like, later on when she asked her, like, you never corrected me. And it's like, I thought it would be impolite to correct you. Yeah, she's like, another deception. And it's like, no, yeah. you just didn't pay no, attention. you're just dumb. You're just really rude. And... <laughs> A little racist. Um, she also, um, I'm pretty sure it's like Stanley Tucci, or no, it may be actually uh, Voldemort who describes her as Mediterranean. Yes. Okay. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. Yeah. That's my question. Is it racist if he would have just been, she's Hispanic? Uh, is that no, what they no, use no, Mediterranean? No. I think but, it's like, racist it's that worse. he was like. Yeah, I think it's racist that he was like, she's Mediterranean, as if as if being Mediterranean is like, this is the acceptable kind of brown person for of me to ethnic, be interested yeah. in. Not, not the Latin kind, the other ethnic. J-Lo's too good for him. I really, I didn't appreciate any of it. I was like, fuck you. Fuck you, Ray Fiennes. Fuck you, this movie. Fuck you, John Hughes. And also, what a weird time that, like, you're making your lead actor a republican yeah but it was what was it the bush years were we still in the bush years at the time oh yeah i feel like coming off the heels of clinton i guess it was like and and it was right after like 9-11 i feel like there is a a version of this movie where the kid is doing a report on bill clinton (laughs) and is like because then they also they spend a lot of time talking about like public speaking Oh yeah, and I That's don't recall thing in here. Richard Nixon being a particularly good public speaker. No, <laughs> but Bill Clinton is like very charming by all accounts. So I feel like there is a script of like a draft somewhere where people where it's the kid is doing a report on Bill Clinton and he's like everyone deserves a second chance, which like again I have no horse in that race. I'm not trying to make a comment on Bill Clinton, but it is a very <laughs> weird choice for this kid to be so yeah. obsessed with Nixon. Yeah, I I agree. I guess, like, they thought that it would tie into the end where she needed a second chance because she did something wrong, which, like, it's cool that her friend was really supportive and, and thought of her as someone who should apply to a management position um, to move up for she's working at. But I think it's also really weird that her same friend is like, no, you should totally break the rules and try on this really expensive thing that isn't yours and leave with it. And, like, to see a guest in the hotel. Yeah on the floor that you work on like yeah i just don't see how that like 
can be the same person? Like, how can that be the same friend who's like, hey, you should definitely try and get this job, but also, hey, you should really like make a huge mistake and and steal someone's stuff. Or like she says something like it's no one's, but like, no, it belongs to someone. Like it has a place where it needs to be. And like, just because like it's between those two places doesn't mean that you can just grab someone's stuff and like put on someone's Dolce outfit. Like it was beautiful. Yeah. And go out into the world wearing this very expensive outfit. outfit that is not yours. But this is also the same friend who later on is like, Tonight, the maid is the lie, and this is the truth. And I was like, lady, firstly, like, how much do you hate yourself and hate the fact that you're a maid? Well, she does say at some point, she's like, prove our mothers wrong. And I'm just thinking, like, mothers, right? That's what I'm thinking. Like, why would your mothers only think that you're, like, only capable of being maids? Like, problems, problems there. It's, so it just doesn't it doesn't define who you are. It's just what you do, JLo. It's just what you do. She also is like very much uh interested in getting JLo laid because like I think JLo oh, says something yeah. to her at some point. She's like, Do you only think about the pepperoni? And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I did like it when she called it a pepperoni. I thought that was adorable. <laughs> the pepperoni. <laughs> All right, the the song is I'm Coming Out. Oh, yes. That is, yeah. Yeah. That is the song playing over the makeover montage. Yeah. She dances, like, like, with her maid friends, which, like, I like the dancing moment. That was fun. It seems like something I would do when I was excited about something. (laughs) A nice little dance Some sort of dancing, yeah. Breaking it down. Also, the, the dress that she wears. Like, I had not seen this movie in years probably like a decade and i still like remember that like pale pink chiffon gown yeah from when i first saw the movie it's one of her most iconic looks obviously Uh, still green dress i i think that um this dress and i read somewhere and i didn't like take note of it but i read that it's a vintage dress that she actually found i don't remember if it's like a designer or not but i just know that it's like a vintage dress that they like use specifically for this scene and it's a very beautiful I mean, dress. She, she looks fantastic tell. in it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of my notes that I'm going through, and I'm like, one of them just says, like, she's too beautiful for him. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's, she's a goddess. She's so beautiful. <laughs> it's just. And, and he still has Voldemort teeth. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, I don't find him attractive. I, I put him in the category with, like, other leading men of the early 90s and 2000s that I just don't find attractive. Like, John Cusack is on that list. Oh, he's not attractive, though. And But he apparently people thought so because he plays, like, the leading man in so many movies. Like, in in High Fidelity, he dates Catherine Acita-Jones. Yeah, that was a reach. I'm sorry. I watched that movie and I read the book and, like, in, I I just, it didn't make sense to me. Like, in no world do I see that happening. I don't know. John Cusack's not attractive. But I also feel like John Cusack is one of these men who, like... Okay, nerds, nerds who go to Hollywood and are casting movies are like, he's he's just a regular guy who gets like a super hot girl because that's that's the story that I want to tell, right? It's like yeah. an average guy who like bangs Catherine Zeta Jones, and that's the success. Like that's how we win. The underdog wins. <laughs> Whereas Ray finds, I feel like okay. 
I feel like when he speaks with an English accent, I'm like, wow, he is so attractive. (laughs) (laughs) But then in this movie, he's he has a terrible American accent. And the whole time I was like, oh, honey, no, it's it's a pass for me. Uh, Yeah, he's just like, uh, I don't know. It's just like white guy. That's it. Yeah, like if you're gonna give me like a nerdy guy who's just like a regular, get me Mark Ruffalo. Oh yeah, I'm here for Ruffalo. Yes, I'm here for Ruffalo. What John Cusack wishes he could be. Yeah, Yeah. what is it about Mark Ruffalo? I I'm pretty sure that on our notes of like ideas for episodes, I have thirteen going on thirty, just an excuse to talk about Mark Ruffalo and like my obsession. That's the movie where that movie everybody falls in love with him. Like I did not think he was attractive as the non-Hulk in those action movies, but you know, and then like it's funny to see him as like this characterized like giant angry green thing, but. He's just so, you know, he's so sweet. He's so nice. You just want There's him to like you. There's like, like charming and magnetic about him. You just want him to wrap you in his arms and tell you that you're safe. <laughs> so I'm going to, so let's put Mark Ruffalo in like a little sandwich bag and close the Ziploc on it yes. so we can eat that sandwich later. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> we're definitely going to do 13 going on 30. I'm going back That's for the for sandwich. Sure. Yeah. Um. Oh, okay. So... <laughs> I have a bunch of her, like, New York bagel friends quotes written down. <laughs> because at one point she says, one of us in the blazer. <laughs> and I almost died. Like, the accent like, is fantastic, Natalie. Why? Who, who was coaching her and being like, yes, this is, we got it, guys. We got this. <laughs> That's a wrap. Uh, there was just so much about this movie that I... It like made my skin crawl, because then also, then that the like whole makeover scene is based on the premise that all of these people who are lending her things are willing, willing not just to like lose their jobs, but in some cases like get arrested mm-hmm. because they're like, this is the dream to to I don't to bang Ray Fines. <laughs> I feel like the state assemblyman. In the analogy of like Cinderella, they're like her mice that are like helping her get her shit together, you know? Like Yeah, and that's the only I mean in Cinderella you had magic, but you have to be like an A list actress to borrow a wreath yeah. from Harry Winston. Yeah. Like that is delivered via like a truck and like security. And, and certainly suitcase, not maybe. a 10-year-old child. Right? Oh, yeah. That was really... I was very afraid for that wreath for a while. I was like, some shit's going to go down, and that is what's going to happen. Because I forgot how she got found out in the end. And then I remembered. The moment I saw um, the real Caroline see her at the at the ball, which, like, just for a moment, I want to talk about um, Natasha Richardson's character and how she was like desperate to get a man's attention and was like trying so hard to like like do this thing where she was like talking about herself and like making herself public and seen just to like get this like dude to call her she was really desperate and, and proposed to her and proposed like to she- her yeah and so when she like started well when she became like 
influence under the pretense that she was invited to lunch by this like politician she like immediately was like yes i'm gonna go out with you and like see where this goes and she became like immediately way too invested in that like like the the grudge and the anger that she felt towards j-lo because he was interested in her and not you know her as like a socialite she was he was interested in like what she realized to be like the maid um well, she was – okay. So if on one side of the spectrum, J-Lo represents, like, the immigrant, like, unworthy stereotype Poor of, person. Of, of a woman. Yeah. She, Natasha Richardson is, like, the opposite side of the spectrum. Worst. Absolute worst kind of woman in this movie. She is petty – like playing games with her current boyfriend, self-important, self-pitying, and then completely willing to tear down anyone who gets like in her way as far as like getting this guy to find her attractive. I don't think I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I don't think this movie passes the Bechdel test. No. <laughs> she's also like shitty about her friend when she's at lunch. She talks shit about Amos Daris being the menopausal. And I'm like, yep. rude. Yeah. God. Yeah, because he asks, like, oh, who is your friend? As if she's like, don't be interested in her. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's just everyone's an ugly stereotype because even the two French sisters that, like, steal from the hotel are, oh like, uppity God. French women. Yeah. And it's just like... Everyone. I will say I did like uh, Ray Fine's character a little more when he's riding the elevator with these two French women and they're like talking shit about him because also, <laughs> guys, let's like also remember how they introduced his character in this movie. He had just had like a huge high profile breakup with a very like famous, beautiful model. And that's why everybody was trying to get attention from him. Um, and so these two French women are talking shit about him breaking up with that woman. And he understood and he like just said hello to them or, or goodbye in French. And they called him a pig. A couchon. <laughs> that is like, <clears throat> I have done that where people <clears throat> don't know that I speak Spanish. And we'll say something like this happened to me in eighth grade. Some girl was talking shit to her friends about me because she knew that I had just moved to this country and I was an ESOL student. And she just started talking shit. And I like answered one of the questions she was asking her friend. In and English like or Spanish? In English. Oh, <gasps> that bitch. Yeah. Wow. And then I was like, oh, I understand what you're saying. And she was like, oh, and I never talked to her again. Burn. Who was she, Alba? my life. Burn. Yeah. Alba, who was she? We are a gang of three Latin women. So according <clears throat> to this movie, we're going to roll up on her. Yeah, yeah we are. <laughs> yeah, this woman, Caroline, was like a, a fucking nightmare, like a nightmare woman. Yeah. Because then, oh, my God. Because then when she's at... So she goes, like, way out of her way to attend this gala that he's attending. And the way that she does it is she gets the concierge at the hotel to buy her a ticket. And the ticket is more expensive than normal because she is a single person attending the event. And it's harder to seat single people versus couples. And she has a full-on meltdown Mm -hmm. in the lobby. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a reminder that she's a single woman and unworthy of anyone's love. And that her money can't buy her love. 
Yeah. But it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Like every step that she takes just makes it makes me like her less and less. And I kept waiting. I kept waiting for either her character to have like redemption of some kind or to get like her comeuppance. Because at the end, they did that romantic comedy thing where like everyone gets a wrap up during the credits. Oh, and the magazine covers. Yeah. Yeah. And they just never (laughs) talk about her again. No, she got... Like she she's is alone for the rest of her life. She's the villain of this movie, and we never hear about like her becoming a better person or her like I don't know getting trashed in the media. Like nothing. No, she's mm. just horrible. I think. I think. I guess like their payback is J Lo ends up with him in the end, and she made it. And then she becomes like, what does she do? It's like in one of the magazine covers, she like has her own management program for maids and all her friends are like on the cover of this like maids quarterly or something. (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's like her in like her manager blazer Mm -hmm. and then her three friends in the background. And it's like like, management of the future. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, okay. (laughs) Does she Does she, is she the manager of the hotel she originally came from or the new hotel? Because the hotel that she is originally in, they fire her. Yeah, no, she's not, she's not the manager there anymore. They fired her, which like, it was fair. She, she did something wrong. She did something really bad. Yeah. Shame on you, J-Lo. You should not have done that. You should not have gone to Central Park and to the Central Park Zoo to look at penguins that look like Danny DeVito with with Ray Fiennes (laughs) and his dog. And then she sat – oh, my gosh. So there's a moment where she's, like, in the park and she's in this – it's a beautiful, like, Dolce & Gabbana cream suit. And she goes to sit on a park bench and she puts down a magazine and she, like, realizes right before she sits down – that she's going to sit on the front cover, which is of his face. And she goes, oh, my God, I, I almost just sat on your face. And I, like, spat at that. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> well, and they get stuck to her butt and he keeps looking at it. So it's like we have to acknowledge that yeah, well, her butt they, is famous. They also, like, say something about her assets and, like, oh, she's got, like, certain assets. And it's like, yeah, we get it. It's J-Lo. Like, you don't yeah, she have does. to be so obvious. <laughs> You guys didn't have to say anything. We can see her. Yeah. Even when she cries, she's beautiful. Like, there's no... I I literally have a note that says, like, there's nothing ugly about this woman. (laughs) Like, not a single thing. And then, like, early on in the movie, I can't remember if it's Amy Sedaris or Natasha Richardson, have the nerve, the nerve... To be like, oh, Maria, she barely speaks English. Yep. And I'm like, she it's spoke Amy Sedaris. to you in perfect English, you bitch. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I just, I felt like, I don't know. I felt like this movie, it like does a disservice to people of color. It does a disservice to women. It does a disservice to white people. It does a yeah. disservice to men. Like no one comes out of this movie seeming like cool or or like no. fun to be around. Richard Nixon does. You guys, Richard <laughs> Nixon seems like an okay guy. We got to give him another chance, you know? Like young Ty is really making a strong case for Richard Nixon in this movie. He's really trying. He gets up there and you know with his little paperclip trick and he gives a great speech. Well, okay. So let's talk about this press conference where this child gives a speech. Yeah. Because you know who comes out smelling like a rose in this movie? The 
press and journalists of New York City because these must be the nicest people on the planet that like a child walks into the room and they're like, everyone, let the child speak. Let's listen to the 10 year old. We don't have any questions for you, Assemblyman. He wants to hold a press conference. <laughs> like, it was just nuts. And they follow him after, like, they leave outside of, like, they broadcast their entire reconciliation on the news. Like, this is being broadcasted live because people care. Uh, evidently and okay here's my other thing unless this is 2002 they use the term google in this movie google it she does say that the the internet exists unless you are anthony weiner showing your peen on the internet (laughs) no one gives a shit about the love life of a new york assemblyman like i don't get it he is not Justin Trudeau. It's true. Yeah, I mean, I think the the point of his character is that he's supposed to be like part of like a political dynasty. Oh, that's right. Yeah, his father had also so served I, like, before him. Yeah, so I think people care just because he's from the Marshall family. Mm-hmm. So evidently, <laughs> very famous. Were they but, like Kennedys? I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why the, this movie was based on a Rockefeller. That married a maid. That makes sense. I um, so know. I think that's what people care, but it's not broadcast. Like, if that were to happen, you would think they would cut back to the studio and, like, figure out what's going on over there before, like, following this person who's going to forgive the woman who deceived him. And they're going to yeah. happily ever after. Okay, also, and they're going to be was... on the cover of the... Was it the New Yorker or New York Magazine? Like, a year later, still going strong. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, nah. Come on, we're over it by then. Like, nobody... Yeah. You're not going to be that big on... Talk to me when they break up and they have a messy breakup. Well, and then this was the other thing that really bothered me, is that they painted this whole thing, like, she orchestrated this grand deception and, like, did it on purpose, and every step of the way wasn't like, I am not interested in you. Please leave me alone. Which she says many times in this movie. She's like, I don't want to be with you. I can't be with you. I'm very busy. Like, every excuse in the book. And then at the end of the movie, they're like, how could she have so... She's such a a (laughs) (laughs) man-eater. Like, she tells them at the the ball or at the gala that this is the last time they're going to see each other. It's just, like, just very clear. Yeah, she makes it a point to go to the ball for the purpose of breaking things off with him. Now, why she tries to get as gorgeous as she can possibly look just to be like, ah, I don't know. I mean, I get also, it. Also, like, like a- it's very risky for you to have a one-night a one night stand at the place that you work. Oh, my and God. Have to, yeah, like, because was- she gets caught doing her walk of shame out of the room. Yeah. And it's like, this is the floor that you work in. Like, yeah. You should have should left have about yeah, that. way earlier than that. If you can borrow jewels from Harry Winston, like you can figure out a different escape route. Yeah, for you sure. You can go to a different hotel. Yeah. He is a Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, can, basically. He can pay for it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty <sighs> bad how they like made her out to be terrible and like doing this horrible thing. Um, Her mom actually 
like says something like, you have no right to go out with someone who's that rich. And it's like, what? <sighs> the mom is the worst. She well, really it's like, is. Obviously, like she has to choose between her job and her career because she can't possibly have both. Yeah. And and maybe okay, so this this was what I was thinking about the mom. I kept thinking because also no one ever brings up the fact that like you have a child that you need to provide for. So maybe this is and like I'm not defending this mom. She was like a real piece of shit. But maybe her thinking was your kid does not have a father to look out for him. Like you have to be both. So, like, you can't you can't mess around and, like, have these whirlwind romances if it jeopardizes the way that you provide for this kid. I guess, like, and, and what I'm trying to say is I think the bigger problem was this child's father is completely out of the picture. We have no idea why. They do a big show of setting up that this guy's dad is not going to come to the assembly mm-hmm. and that he's in Miami. <laughs> and then it never pays off and we never find out why. Yep. No. And then he also, like, becomes way too involved in her love life. Like, I always have such a problem whenever it's the kid in the movie trying to, like, get their parents together or get their parent with someone else. Like, my parents are still married, so I don't know how I would act if, like, my parents got divorced and they would date someone. But I can't imagine being a 10-year-old. Like, yeah, you should get with my mom. (laughs) That is totally normal that I'm going to encourage this behavior like no a kid would be weirded out and as a parent you wouldn't want your child to know about your dating life with the guy that you just met yeah or like you literally hung out with him twice <laughs> my parents are both firmly divorced from each other by the way um and i can tell you right now it is fucking weird like i have never met a person that my parents that either my parents dated that i was like oh you seem like a cool normal person because i'm like you're attracted to one of my parents fucking gross (laughs) (laughs) like no way no way in hell this kid is 10 years old and he's not like shopping around for a new dad either it's not like oh it's not a story where the kid is like i want a dad right it's a story where the kid is like i want my mom to get some (laughs) like why are you doing this is this is this the whole nixon thing like showing up in a different way are you just a little sociopath jennifer lopez thought it was so cute that her son is obsessed with the 70s and into richard nixon but it's like no man no it's a dark you're missing all the signs (laughs) absolutely not richard nixon vietnam all of the serial killers like the 70s was not a cool time it was like really dark listen to the music yes continue listening to paul simon but that's about it. That's where the 70s end. Did you guys notice the use of Nora Jones in this movie? Like, <gasps> okay. It was, okay, okay, let's talk about this sex scene. All right, I, in my notes, I do have a mental note to listen to Nora Jones. Because, like, that song came on and I was like, oh, my God, Nora Jones, I forgot how much I love you. And she needs to, like, come out with an album or something because it's been a while. But, yes, the music in this movie was fantastic. The music was great. Yeah. The love scenes were garbage. <laughs> like, just the so romantic Nora, scenes in general. Like, he wasn't, there was nothing, like, I didn't see, like, a spark, you know? Like, there, it wasn't No, they had there. no chemistry. There was no chemistry. Like, she's really attractive, so it's understandable that this man is interested in her. 
but for her, like, I didn't see her being interested in him. And, like, it almost seemed like, you're my best option. Like, I don't know. Like, that's kind yeah, of how I felt. Like, this is probably the best thing I could like, do. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it seemed, like, it seemed like, like, okay, I'm going to say something very, very mean. It seemed like she was like, you're the best I can do. And he was like, I guess. Or he was like, you'll get me the Latina vote. Yeah. So that was another kind of weird thing about this Mm -hmm. was then like in the wrap up to it, it was like, oh, he's dating a maid and she's Latin. So like, it's really good for his political career. I mean, it is. (laughs) He is is. a Republican in 2002. Yeah. It's like, come on. We all know how much people love Jeb Bush. Yep. Because he speaks Spanish. His wife. Jeb. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, you couldn't see, but I just like punched in the air. Yeah, no, I, I know that that punch was for the exclamation it, point. It was just for Jeb. Yeah. Did you guys see that like video of him where he's like, please clap? Like, it was like, oh, yes. oh my God. There's so nothing sad. in the world broke my heart like, I know. more than it, that. Like a sad and Jeff I also Bush. just like, I'm like, oh, I don't want to feel bad for you. Like, this is such a weird time in history that I'm like, oh, poor Jeb Bush. <laughs> like, no. Poor Jeb. I did feel bad for him, though. But poor, yeah, no, I, I it was humiliating. It was. It was sad. <laughs> but please clap. <laughs> And, like, I don't know. I'm an older sibling, and, like, if one of my younger siblings was the president, and then I had to, like, ask people to clap for me. Yeah. I feel like I would just get drunk every day. <laughs> yeah, and, like, and, and the underlying thing of, like, you should have been the one, but you <gasps> weren't. <gasps> oh, my God. It's okay. also, like. Wait, you guys. We have to acknowledge something. We're what? talking about the Bushes so much. Barbara Bush died. <gasps> yeah, she did. Yeah. yeah. That's really sad. All right. I was actually, I was thinking about that when we started because of the Voldemort's character being a member of a political dynasty. And that was like, she was the matriarch she yeah, was. She was. of our modern political dynasty. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, all of our best to the Bush family in this trying time. We're going to stop talking about Jeb now because we probably yeah, but- should talk about the dressing down that Jennifer Lopez receives. Yeah. When From, she is like, exposed. You guys don't watch Gilmore Girls, but the manager of the hotel that fires her uh, is on Gilmore Girls. His name is Jason. He oh. dates Lorelai and he's the fucking worst. <laughs> Like, he is, like, uh, someone she knew from, like, his child, from her childhood. So he's, like, rich and an asshole. And they date, and it's very unpopular. And the Lorelai boyfriends. And the Lorelai, is Lorelai the mom or the girl? The mom, the mom. Oh, okay. He I dates, was yeah. <laughs> no. A little old. <laughs> he, he doesn't date Alexis Bledel. But, yeah, no, he... When I saw him, I was like, Jason, because that's literally the only other thing that I know him from. But it's like a pretty big role because he's one of the most hated boyfriends. It just felt like such a like such a how could you ever put on someone else's coat? Like it felt like such a big deal. And granted, like it was the wrong thing to do. She shouldn't have done it. Yeah. But was it was it as big of a deal as they made it out to be? I think like it 
the worst part like she should have gotten that talking to borrowing the jewels like i keep going back to them but like that seemed like the biggest offense in this movie yeah it's like well then and you but, also have to assume like, like the sure, dress like she, was but, also borrowed i mean everything that she wore like the shoes yeah everything but the way that they like paraded her in front of this guest yes. and like chastised her yeah. in front of the guest they're like I get it. It's like a service industry thing. And like if you work in the service industry and someone is outraged and really upset, you address that issue. But I don't think that you address it by bringing the employee, you know, and like literally humiliating them like that is exactly what they did. They like paraded her around and they like, you know, she said all these horrible things about her, of course, in a setting where she's not allowed really to defend herself. And so she's basically just being like broken down. And then this guy comes in and he's like. I, I feel like his reaction is also, like, really dramatic. <laughs> like, Ugh. he his reaction to finding out that she's actually a maid is, like, I don't know. Like, it was just kind of really shitty. Like, he just and – I, and I think later she calls him out on it because she, like, says to him, like, when she's, like, walking away and she's going um, home or after she gets fired, she's, like – like, be real. You would have never looked at me if I was just a maid. In fact, I saw you and you didn't even acknowledge me. Like, you didn't see yeah. who I was and then you saw me in this outfit and you thought I was someone else, you know? And, like, you lied to yourself. Like, you knew who I was or at least, like, you had to have recognized me to some degree. And, like, you just kind of thought, like, oh, this is just, like, another eligible woman for me to date, you know, instead of thinking about who she really was. Um, and then when he found finds out that she's a maid, he's like personally offended by it like like how could you lie to me about that like oh it makes me look so bad like he definitely had that kind of negative reaction that like you are beneath me because of your profession and like I'm just not about that so like at that moment I was just like he sucks move on like he's horrible um and they still yeah he sucks and like this movie really zeroes in and they clearly don't do it on purpose because I don't think anything that they do here is intentionally good but they really highlight the fact that people and especially maids are completely invisible to the people that they are serving that was literally so i made a note about this at the beginning of the movie it's like we strive to be invisible and i thought of buster bluth and the school he goes to for like quiet boys and how he's like always trying to be invisible (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and how he's just like always lurking in a corner somewhere and nobody realizes that he's there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I just think that that's like, I mean, I get it, I guess, but like, I'm not like offended if I'm in a hotel and I see someone who works in the staff that's a maid. Like, I don't understand why they have to be invisible. Like, no, this place is and just always magically clean. Yeah. And they're, and they're, you have to like, admit, like, they're different people. They're not interchangeable. Like, it is okay for They're you to acknowledge all... the people who are making your stay at whatever hotel you're staying at better. Yeah. Like, they're still fucking... Like, they're human beings. And they're, they're not, not all the same. Named Maria. Exactly. And don't speak English. Like, I think it just... It drove me crazy. And another... So, another part of this whole, like, motif of them being the invisible people of this hotel is also... Did you guys notice that they... Are like men expose their penises to these women not once but twice in this movie, and it's like oh that is just what the guest does yeah like like the, oh. the classic men will be men 
And it's like, no, this is not okay. Just because you work for them doesn't mean that they can just expose themselves to you. Yeah. It was very upsetting. I, I don't walk into a bathroom and as I'm walking in, pull off my pants. Like, I walk in and close the door behind me. Yep. And my assumption is that most people do. So, like, the idea that you would just, oh, I just didn't see you there. I guess you have seen my wiener now. I'm like, no, honey. That's not how the world works. No, he literally has it, like, whipped out before he's even standing in front of the toilet. And she's, like, cleaning something. And, like, you had to have seen her. She was in your line of sight. Like, she was directly in front of you as you came into the bathroom. Like, I can't imagine that the bathroom's, like, that huge that you wouldn't notice, like, a person crouching down literally, like, to your right as you're walking in. Like, and he's just like, oh, didn't see ya, you know, and just, like watches her leave and she's like okay i saw your wiener i guess it's just another day as a maid like and it's like another guest yeah and then at the end for him to act like how dare you have humiliated me like this like are you fucking kidding me because you walked into a bathroom and did not see her treated her like she was a piece of fucking (laughs) furniture yeah yeah this movie was not problematic this movie was a problem yeah, for everyone. It does not matter color of your skin or your economic background. Everyone in this movie was just terrible, except for Rufus, a dog. Yeah. Who <laughs> remains a winner in my heart. Yeah, it was just, I guess, I don't know. I guess the writers of this movie believe that inherently everyone is trash. And maybe, so maybe they do believe like in equality. Because yeah. everyone is the same piece of shit in this movie. That <laughs> well, is that is the silver lining. You guys, it didn't just end at this movie though. This movie became a TV novella, Una Made in Manhattan, <laughs> um, and it was by God. Telemundo Alba in Miami <gasps> produced it. Boom. Oh. Yep. So it became like an actual like daytime TV drama for Latin people in Spanish. Um, And they made, like, a whole storyline around it, like, that this woman was pretending to be someone else, and this guy fell in love with her as, like, you know, the other version of herself when she was really just a maid in the hotel that he was staying at, so... I feel like that's a very common trope in novellas. Oh, like, yeah. our main character is always pretending to be someone else. Novellas? She's not always a maid. Sometimes she's a jazz singer. I, I don't know. <laughs> novellas are the most problematic. I... I go to, uh, so I work really close to where my parents live. And on Mondays, I'll go home and have lunch with my parents. And my sweet Abuelita spends all day watching TV novellas. And I get to watch like an hour of a show. And it's all the time. It's just everything is like, nope, this is bad. This is wrong. This is not right. Like, People getting pregnant by other, like, their lover's brother and um, lying to him about it and letting his brother believe that it's his baby. Um, Like, the most far-fetched and extreme dramatic situations are put together in TV novellas. And, um, man, it's very intense. It can be highly entertaining, but... I, I it's not for me. <laughs> There's always like dramatic accidents or like sexual violence turned into passion. Oh or, yeah. Like I, I so I haven't watched a novella in a really really long time, but I feel like there's always there's like three things that always happen in like an episode of a novella. Like someone gets slapped, um, a mirror breaks. 
and like there is a random shot of a horse. So <laughs> I will t- yeah. I will recap uh, two things that happened in the novella yesterday. Um, this novella has a one of the protagonists is a baby pig that is it's really cute um i don't know his name but like in the couple episodes that i've seen he gets lost and he just like escapes and it's like part of the whole theme like oh my god is there a voiceover to this baby no 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 is there a voiceover the pig is not like in any way animated it is just a pet pig that they love and he's like a central character in the story and this came out he, of left field i know completely like, like, i did not it, think that that's where you were going with <laughs> well so it's like it but it perfectly embodies like the ridiculousness that are novellas like there are so many weird things that like crop up so this is just one of them like in one of the episodes i saw like last monday it was like the little kid who owns this pig was like horrified because he couldn't find it and then in this week's episode this woman was taking care of the pig and it also wait escapes. so this is a multi-episode arc yeah <laughs> oh no the pig is like i'm telling you the pig moves the plot along because once she finds it it's like with the guy that she thinks is cute and so he brings her the pig and then they talk and it's like you know like they use it to drive the plot which is crazy but it's really cute <laughs> But the second thing that happened that is more true to, like, novella form is the bad woman. Because in novellas, there's always the good person that you root for, the woman that is beautiful and perfect. And then the bad woman who just wants the worst things for the the good woman. And she wants to take everything from her. And um, she's trying to marry this guy. And someone who owns this guy's business just comes in and is like, you can't marry her. I own you, so you can't marry her. And she's like, well, we're in love. And he's like, no, you can't. You have to marry her and this other person. So anyway, that's a... But Alba, you're right. There is often when there are animal characters, this is such a weird thing that like we all know. When there are animal characters, like a dog or a pig or a horse in a novela, there is often like a voiceover of a yeah. grown man doing like a an animal voice. It's always like like a grown man being like, "Yo soy un puerco." <laughs> yes. <sighs> anyway, I think that that's a good note to wrap up on. I agree. Um, if you guys um, want some drama in your life, watch some novellas. Just get them dubbed yes. in English, or don't. Just read subtitles. It's probably uh, no, more fun just, that way. Yeah, or just, like, leave it on the way that it is. Learn, you know, a couple words in Spanish. Don't. They're often very entertaining without them, too. (laughs) Yeah. You can make up your own plot as you go along. Yeah. I would also venture to say that watching a novela, regardless of how bad it is, is probably a better use of your time than watching this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I love JLo. She was a pioneer. She continues to pioneer for Latin women all over the world. Watch a better JLo like, movie. Like, there are just so yeah. many. I, this is not the one. This is really and truly not the one. Watch Monster in Law. I don't think I've ever seen that JLo movie. It's JLo and, and Jane Fonda, and they're both being like equally bitchy to each other. And I just, like, I, fi- I found it delightful. That sounds wonderful. I'm down for that. 
I love me some Jane yeah, Fonda. I mean, my go-to is the wedding planner. Yeah, just that like, good. I love that one, even though if they have really good chemistry. Ugh. She does play an Italian immigrant in that movie. Yeah. Excuse me. Yes, she does. She is. I mean, I don't want to get into the wedding planner, but yes. <gasps> okay, then I guess she we're just is, gonna have to watch the wedding planner. Yeah, they, they. But they have better chemistry. Yeah. I mean, I think Matthew McConaughey just has good chemistry with everyone. Well, I feel like Matthew McConaughey... Okay, so firstly, the fact that a man would not be attracted to Jennifer Lopez, a heterosexual man, to be clear, I find a little strange, but, like, whatever, you're into what you're into, so that's fine. But I feel like Matthew McConaughey just must, like, ooze sexuality. Because when he is on screen with someone, man, woman, whatever... Always, I'm like, they're going to bone. <laughs> like, they're going to bone city. <laughs> that's fine, that's not what so I thought much. it. No. no. Not at all. That's what he made such a good Voldemort. Yeah, because he's cold. Because you were like, you were asexual. <laughs> You're just evil. Yep. Great actor. Yeah. Not someone well, that always. I think will go to bone city. <laughs> no. <laughs> person he's playing against. Not trying to go okay. there with him. <laughs> Um, okay, so I am Natalie Levy Costa. Again, you can follow me at NRLSEE um, on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow this podcast uh, at, I think it's We Speak to Pizza yep. uh, yes. on Twitter. Um, Alba, Jen. Uh, I'm Jen Schaefer. You can follow me at Yo, it's Jen on Insta and Twitter. And guys, don't forget to rate and review us and give us all the stars because we're your favorite, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Please, 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 Love please us. rate and review. <laughs> yeah, it, it actually, it really helps people find the podcast. So if you enjoy the podcast, please rate and review. And I am Alba Towers. You can follow me at Alba Towers on Instagram, now public, <laughs> and on Twitter. Um, and you can email us to speak to pizza gmail.com. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes. Yes. Um, if we have any suggestions for movies that you like us to discuss, I mean, the list is long. Or any feedback on anything that we've talked any, about. If yeah. you have any disagreements with how we feel about anything, please let us know. It's always fun to hear someone else's opinion. So, um, and everyone has opinion- strong opinions about Voldemort. Let us know. Or Joan, C- oh, John Cusack. <laughs> Yeah, please reach out to us as we ask the world, what is art? ¿Qué es? El arte. <laughs> That's Liz Lemon in Spanish, y'all. Yep. Bye. Bye. Love y'all.